You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 43, Let's Dive Into Communication. Well, hey there, my friends. So today is July 1st, 2021, when this episode releases. So for those of you who are listening when it's released, I hope that your summer is off to a wonderful beginning. For those of you who might be listening to this around the world or at a later date in the dead of winter, I hope you go find time to make your own sunshine today. So whichever is the case, I am so glad you are taking time out of your day to spend it with me. And if you are getting our Let's Talk Autism weekly newsletter, we're giving you some great ideas through the summer months to have some fun. So I hope you do some of those things and make memories to last a lifetime. If you follow us on social media, you may have seen my post that we are getting ready for Jordan's annual fireworks display this weekend. And if you don't follow us, you really should. So you can go find us and follow us everywhere on social media at Not Your Average Autism Mom. So Jordan hasn't always liked fireworks. And like many of your littles, he spent many years scared by the loud noises and could have cared less about the beautiful lit up sky. But now, now he loves them. And so every year we head to the fireworks store for him to pick out exactly what he wants. And it amazes me that year after year, he remembers what his favorite ones were what his favorite ones were from the year before and you know he'll say mom do you remember this one and sometimes i feel really guilty because no i don't remember but it's moments it's those moments that mean the most to me and even though he certainly has no clue that it means as much to me as it does he still always wears his headphones but that's okay Everyone that shares this annual event with us knows how special it is. So that being said, if your littles struggle with fireworks, that's okay. Just know that there is hope that one day he or she will love them as much as Jordan does. All right. So enough about that. Let's get on to today's topic, which is the fact that communication is the key to our everyday life as a human, right? Just as a human being in general. So imagine our kids who struggle with communication in so many ways. Communication is the pathway to navigating the world we live in. We communicate, you know, our wants and needs and likes and dislikes. We communicate to share information and we use it to build relationships. 
our children with autism often have difficulty developing language skills and understanding what others are communicating to them. So not only do they struggle with verbal communication, but also nonverbal communication, right? Like facial expressions, body language, eye contact. So communication for our kiddos is such a broad topic. So I'm going to keep this as to the point as I can, since this is just one podcast episode. But if you stay with me to the end, you will hopefully leave with something you may not have known, or maybe you didn't understand it completely. Sorry, I had to have a drink. Our children's ability to communicate language often depends on their intellectual and social development. Many of our kids either can't communicate verbally at all or have very limited ability, while others, maybe even yours, have extensive vocabularies. And we'll talk extensively about specific subjects. I just recently um, talked about this exact thing in our Let's Talk Autism newsletter, where I did an article on special interest and info dumping. So if you're not getting that, um, definitely you can head over to the website at notyouraverageautismom.com and get signed up to get that every week. And go back and look at that, um, at that episode if you got it last week and didn't read it. I want to talk about the types of language patterns that you might have seen or that you might see in your own child. One of the most identified behaviors that you may notice early on is their inability to use gestures like pointing or waving hello or goodbye. Another common thing that we see is that they may avoid eye contact, which leads us to believe or assume that they're not paying attention or that they're uninterested in what someone, even maybe you, might be saying. So the result of their inability to use and understand these gestures or nonverbal cues is that they become frustrated when they can't make their wants and needs known to you or somebody else. They may have meltdowns or other negative behaviors that is basically just them showing their frustration for our lack of understanding, right? Another way our children may speak is by using what we call repetitive or rigid language, commonly referred to as echolalia. And we have a really good podcast all about echolalia. So if this resonates with you, definitely go listen to episode 25, where I dive really deep into that topic. But they may repeat phrases during a conversation that have nothing to do with the current conversation, or they continually repeat words or phrases that they've heard over and over again. Many of our children can read or recognize words exceedingly early, some even before five years old. The problem is they lack the ability to comprehend what they read. So they can read the words They know what the words are, but it's putting it in a story or putting it in context that they don't understand. They may not respond to someone else speaking to them, even if they're called by their name. They are developing some speech and language, but not what is considered to be normal development. A lot of times, 
um, like I talked about before, they have a narrowed or a specific interest and they can tell you all about that topic of interest, but they're unable to have a back and forth conversation about the same topic. They're basically talking at you. And my son, Jordan, still does this at 25. Everything with him is talking at you about what he wants to talk about or ask a question about. And look, we still find it very difficult for him to listen without asking questions, which makes watching something we want to watch, whether it be on the news or a TV show, very difficult because he often asks nonstop excessive questions that would be irrelevant to most of us, but not to him. So teaching our children to improve their communication skills is so critical in helping them reach their full potential. A speech and language pathologist is a health professional trained to treat individuals with voices, speech, and language disorders. Now, This is super important to know and understand, and I have worked with so many families who did not understand this, who did not understand the differences. So I want to talk about this a little bit real quick in detail. So while both are ways that we communicate, there is a difference between speech and language. Speech refers to the oral or motor aspect of producing, pronouncing, and articulating sounds. Speech is the verbal beans of communication. It is articulation, how sounds are made, and fluency, and the rhythm of speech. So it's the physical act of talking. When a person is unable to produce speech sounds correctly or fluently, then they have a speech impairment or a speech disorder. Now, this might be somebody who stutters or speaks unclearly. My son Jordan has a speech impairment. He does have a stutter at times when his thoughts are going faster than the rate he can get the words out to say what he is thinking. And because he speaks very fast and his words don't don't come out fluently, it makes it very difficult for most people to understand him unless they spend a lot of time with him. I will tell you, even Dave and I have a difficult time understanding him sometimes, and we have to have him repeat himself, which can be very frustrating for him and for us at times. It's funny, when he was younger, I took him to one of the very best and renowned speech pathologists in Central Florida, who did an extensive evaluation on him to determine how he could help. Here's what he told me. Unfortunately, while he felt very confident that in a typical person with Jordan's speech deficits, he could absolutely help correct them, but because of Jordan's autism, Jordan lacked the ability to understand that his speech deficit was a problem, and therefore he had no interest in learning how to change it. So therapy at whatever level would just prove to be unsuccessful. And, you know, I'll tell you, that was one of our many moments along this journey where I had to accept that there were just going to be some things that we were not going to be able to help him with, and that they would just be part of who he is. 
And so it is. We work on it every day. We try to get him to slow down and we listen uh, closely to try to understand what he's saying. So now let's talk language. Language is made up of several things such as what words mean, how to make new words, and how to put those words together to form sentences to communicate. Language is the actual sounds and gestures used to communicate meaning. And language can be written, it can be spoken, or it can be communicated through body language. When a person has trouble sharing their thoughts, ideas, and feelings, that is known as an expressive language disorder. And when they have trouble understanding what others are saying, that is a receptive language disorder. Now, I know that many of you who listen to the podcast have children that are nonverbal. And I honestly believe this is so important to understand because I have worked with many families with nonverbal children, and it's often misunderstood. So I want to share something that is important for all of us to know and understand. Nonverbal does not mean they cannot communicate. Nonverbal does not mean non-intelligent. What nonverbal actually means is that their pathway to speech is misaligned somewhere along the roadway. You know, it's funny, in order for us, any of us to speak, there are certain things that must happen. And it is way more of a process than most of us would think. So first of all, our brain must want to communicate something. And then it sends the idea to the mouth and tells our mouth which words to say and which sounds make up those words. And think about it. It also has to incorporate patterns and syllables to make the words have rhythm. And then it sends signals to the muscles that control the tongue, lips, jaw, and they must have the strength and coordination to carry out the brain's commands. Wow, that's a lot, right? And trust me, I'm not even done yet. And I'm not going to go into all the other part about the muscles in our lungs that have to be strong enough to force the air um, to go out and not in. But there's, you know, there's just a lot of things that go into the process of us speaking. So another thing is our hearing, because when we're speaking, our hearing, what it does is it monitors and reviews what we say. And it hears new words to imitate and use in other situations. Well, think about this. If we cannot hear clearly, the sounds that we reproduce may be equally mumbly. So see, while we believe that the process of developing speech occurs naturally, there is a process involved. And if that process has a disruption or a glitch, it will significantly significantly impact their speech or language. Now, children with, with receptive language problems often find listening and paying attention to stories or oral directions confusing and even difficult. If a child's receptive language does not fully develop, the language learning process will be significantly slowed down. For children to begin using and understanding spoken language, they must hear well enough to distinguish one word from another. They must have the intellectual capability to process what words and sentences mean, 
They also have to be able to store the information and recall those words and sentences when they're communicating an idea, right? Um, they must also have social interests to want to communicate with others, which is sometimes the biggest challenge with our kids with autism. So for our nonverbal kiddos, it is our job to help them learn to communicate in a way that they can be heard. And there are many options and what works for one child may not work for another. Augmentative and alternative communication might be sign language. It might be PECS, which is a picture exchange system or an electronic device of which there are so many today. Now, when it comes to language skills, many of our children with autism may be way ahead of their neurotypical peers. They may have a vocabulary beyond their years, and some of them even memorize the rules of language and are particularly good at spelling or learning new words. However, it's the everyday use of language for social interaction that is often the most challenging for them. Many of our kids will struggle with what is called pragmatic language or social language. And this also goes back to talking about the context of language, which I talked about in detail um, back in episode 40. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's called The Impact of Mind Blindness. Definitely go listen to that one because I talk a lot about the context of language, which is really important. If your child is having difficulty developing speech and or language skills, it is possible that he or she may also have weak listening skills and could possibly be attributed to their ability to hear well. Strong listening skills are necessary to receive and develop sounds for speech and subsequently develop language for communication. I definitely recommend consulting a speech and language pathologist to evaluate your child's development of speech and language. If you think that his or her skills are lacking or they're not developing at a typically developing rate, like everything else, the earlier an SLP can identify and begin to treat a child's speech and or language problems, the more success they will have. Early intervention not only helps with speech and language deficits, but it can help children be more successful with reading, with writing, and in both educational and social settings. All right, y'all. I apologize. This episode is a little longer than I usually like them to be. And trust me, there's so much more on this topic that I could talk about. But we'll leave those things to some future episodes. But hey, if you're enjoying our podcast, make sure that you're subscribed. And please take a minute to write a review. I would really appreciate it because our reviews is the way we reach more moms just like you all raising a child with autism. Until next week, I hope that you have an awesome week. And remember, keep going. You are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. 
You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.